The views expressed by guests on this podcast are the opinions of the speakers and not PCCA. This podcast is intended to be educational and informative. PCCA does not endorse or advocate any practice that is not consistent with federal and state laws or regulations. Check with your local board of pharmacy about any issues in your particular jurisdiction. Welcome to the Mortar and Pestle, a PCCA podcast where we discuss all things compounding and all things concerning pharmacy. Hello again, and welcome to Tech Talk, a Mortar and Pestle production. I am your host, Aaron Michael. Uh, so excited to have you joining us here today, and I'm really, really excited to share with you not only a colleague, but someone that I call a friend, too. I'm excited to have Ashley Barton with us today. She's from People's Pharmacy in Austin, Texas, and she serves as their compounding operations director. Ashley, uh, welcome to Tech Talk Podcast. Uh, Thank you, Erin. Thank you all for having me here today. Awesome. We're so excited. And um, I I know, you know, you and I have known each other for a very long time and and we've been in the industry for a long time. So we've seen a lot about the changes of technicians and both of us have fulfilled different roles within pharmacy. So I'm super excited for you to bring your story and to share a little bit about um, just your journey and what you do at People's Every Day. So I think a great way to start uh, our discussion today is is for you just to share a little bit. Um, I know you've been in the industry for a long time. So how'd you get started in pharmacy and what did that journey look like at People's? Sure. So I've been in pharmacy for 20 years. Uh, so about 20 years ago, my college professor um, recommended that I look into pharmacy. So I talked to my college counselor and um, they actually recommended since I was in pre-med, but I was unsure of my direction I really wanted to go. I think the idea of blood and gore was just like, was becoming too squeamish. So I was like, okay, what are my options now that I've um, started off in the College of Science? And uh, they recommended um, pharmacy. So I looked at um, independent pharmacies here in Austin and I got a job at People's Pharmacy, um, took the test and you know passed that and instantly had a tech job. Um, started working as a technician. And then as I uh, finished up with my school, I got an opportunity to market for people specifically for compounding. And as business started to increase, um, that meant uh, they needed my help back in the lab. And so I started managing the lab, which then led to me managing, um, we had four retail locations with four labs. So that led to me managing all four labs and then directing um, the labs. And in 2018 or so, um, knowing that USP 800 was uh, coming down the road and, you know, FDA was putting out in sanitary conditions guidances, we knew that we couldn't remodel our four locations uh, four times. So we talked about um, developing a central fill location. So we got to drawing and we came up with a 5,000 square foot location that um, is now open today. We've been open for three years this November. Um, so now I direct, um, the operations here. Um, I also do some marketing, um, as well, um, kind of wear a couple hats, but, um, yeah, that's, that's, uh, my typical day. That's awesome. That's awesome. I love that. And, uh, I love how you say you wear multiple hats and isn't that typical for all of us technicians too. I think that oh, you know, absolutely. We're, absolutely. we're so diverse in what we do. And that's probably what I love about, our position too, is that every day is something different, you know, and, and it's not 
the same old do, you know, count by fives every single day. It's something new when you come into the pharmacy and, and uh, being able to help those patients and do different things every day is what excites me about it for sure. Right. Absolutely. So People's Pharmacy is really a, a unique type of pharmacy. It's not your everyday just, uh, you know, dispensing pharmacy. I'd love for you to share a little bit about the niche market that you have. You know, you mentioned that you have multiple locations. Um, you have the deli and you bring just overall wellness to the community of Austin and surrounding areas. So tell our audience a little bit about People's Pharmacy and what that looks like. So uh, our founder, Bill Swale, he um, opened up our first pharmacy over 40 years ago with the idea that he wanted to empower people to make healthy choices. And um, he, you know, he did just that and people's um, honors that today with our um, education that we bring to our patients um, with our very robust wellness uh, section um, and with our practitioners that we staff, we have clinical nutritionists that uh, you can walk into any people's pharmacy and talk to a clinical nutritionist. And I think that's very unique to uh, the, you know the wellness industry and having that ability to walk in and have that customer that type of customer service, um, and uh, we do offer a traditional retail um, pharmaceuticals as well. Uh, in addition to our compounds, um, our compounds are done at a central fill location, and then we uh, deliver our medications back you know for our patients back to our retail locations. Um, so you don't get to see the lab inside our retail locations anymore, but um, we're just down the road from all of our locations. Awesome. I love that. And and I love kind of what you mentioned about how Bill Swale, he was such a, a great man. And I loved his passion for really treating the whole patient, you know, inside and out and that whole wellness journey. It's, it's something that we definitely need today. You touched on something um, that I would love to unpack a little bit, and that's patient and practitioner education. You guys do a lot of it in the community. Um, I know I follow you guys on social media. I love seeing um, just your educational posts and your outreach to patients. Um, but you do a lot of just, you know, being a resource there for your practitioners. So I'd love to talk about just some of those endeavors um, on both sides, the patients and the practitioners. So, um, you know, making sure that people know about the services that we do. And oftentimes, um, and you know this more than anything, because you've heard me say it so many times, is we have to tell people, you know, about <laughs> compounding and we have to educate them. Um, what kind of, you know, practitioner education do you guys do at People's? How often do you do it? Is it live? Is it virtual? Just what do some of those educational programs look like? Okay. For our pharmacists, uh, we provide lunch and learns. Um, we encourage uh, our pharmacists and our staff to go through PCCA's play um, if you haven't been on PCCA Play, uh, you're missing out because it's a vast library of knowledge. Um, we like to put our technicians or even our pharmacists, we'll give them, um, you know, the access to that and say, hey, you know, spend a couple hours here. I mean, you could spend days on PCCA Play, but um, we just encourage them to, you know, build up their um, their mental library of all things compounding and um, pass that for our practitioners and even our patients, we host uh, quarterly webinars. Um, we've done both in person um, and live. Um, and one seminar we actually did, we had a live, uh, it was put out live, but we also had um, people on site or practitioners on site. Um, and both have been very successful. Um, I think we're uh, unique in that Austin is very health centered. 
Um, so our patients, you know, they want to know what's new and um, what what's out. What are the hot topics that are out there? Um, so our our choices of topics, you know, they vary from maybe it's a hot topic or an area that our patients are requesting, um, or sometimes it's just an area that we want to grow um, and explore, um, you know, more information on and get out to our patients. But um, these webinars have been so beneficial um, for our not only our patients, our practitioners, but also to our staff. It's just another opportunity for our staff to join in and um, learn more about compounding. And you know, with there, it's it's just changing every day. And I I've been in it 20 years, but I can say I'm still learning. Um, you know, what new APIs they're doing, old APIs. Um, it's it's it it's never a dull moment in compounding for sure. Yeah, I agree. And that's the educational piece is so important. I love how not only, like I said, you educate patients and practitioners, but investing in your own staff too. Mm-hmm. You know, um, like you said, we we learn every single day and and sometimes what's old is new again and being able to bring some of those different treatment options uh, to the market and making sure that your patients, your practitioners, but most of all, your staff is engaged and educated on some of those things too. Absolutely. So being in the industry for such a long time, um, you know, let's talk about just the differences of, of what we used to do as technicians before and, you know, what we do today, kind of that evolving role. Uh, you know, when you came and, and even had that first conversation with your, your college counselor, um, did you think that you would be a director of compounding operations, you know, and um, it's just so great to see the opportunities that are available for technicians today. I'd love to uh, have you share a little bit about just what, how you've seen the the industry change and and some of the different responsibilities that technicians have today that maybe they haven't had in the past. Okay, uh, the evolving role of a compounding pharmacy technicians um, involves a shift towards more specialized and precise compounding techniques. Um, with a focus on quality control and adherence to regulations, uh, technicians are increasingly involved in uh, research, whether that be um, formula research or you know beyond use studies, um, technology utilization, um, maintaining a strong knowledge of the latest pharmaceutical advancements. Um, this evolution emphasizes a broader skill set beyond just traditional compounding practices. I think that, you know, like you said, just moving into different directions and and being able to keep up with the times and and uh, kind of following that evolution has been really exciting to watch, too. Um, I'd love to talk a little bit more about how you stay educated. And uh, most importantly, you mentioned earlier when the USP changes were coming down the pipeline, you guys kind of knew that something was going to have to change. And that's when you moved to your central fill model. But I'm always impressed, Ashley, uh, hearing you speak to others. And I know you participate in a lot of our educational events and uh, network with other people and stuff. But how do you stay educated? Like, what are some of the resources that you look for? Um, specifically, I mean, USP was a, a big, you know, kind of beast to tackle. And I feel like uh, you're one of those that knows it inside and out and feels very comfortable, you know, in knowing what it means for your practice, for making sure that people's adheres to all of the the different uh, state and federal regulations. But uh, what does education for Ashley look like? How do you stay up and what are the resources that you use to, to keep up to date? Um, well, you know, ongoing education and training are essential for compounding pharmacy technicians to stay current with 
the evolving practices and regulations and technology. Um, I keep up with PCCAs. Um, they, they have the public affairs calls. Those are important to just keep up to date. Uh, PCCA is great at providing all that information. Um, I'm also in a PCCA concierge group. Um, I'm talking with, you know, colleagues around the U.S. about what what they're facing and, you know, stay on top of like what to look out for um, and then use that as a networking experience to just really collaborate and be prepared for the future. Um, also, uh, signing up for the FDA's uh, 483 um, list, they put that out weekly and um, reading the what other pharmacies are seeing and what the FDA is inspecting um, currently, what they're looking for and it, going into your pharmacy and looking like, do I have uh, situations where I could be inspected in the same you know situation or case and um, making those changes immediately and being prepared to where if the FDA walked in your door, you are um, ready to answer their questions. Um, you are staying up to date, even with their guidances, being prepared to um, go through their guidance and knowing that you're compliant on, you know, each of those. I think that's super important as well. Um, also keeping up with the standards for accreditation, even if you're not accredited, um, being able to uh, follow those standards, you want to be prepared for when the state board uh, comes into your pharmacy and inspects you and having um, those standards in place goes, uh, goes to show um, how far your pharmacy is willing to go to stay up to date with being compliant and following the new regulations that are coming into play. Yeah. I, I think that, you know, there's so much to do and, and keep up with. And, and like, you know, we all know, especially compounding, we learn every single day and there's so many things that are changing every single day too. So making sure that you are up to speed on that. Can you share a little bit about what your team looks like as far as, I mean, cause you can't be the only person that makes sure that that people's is up to date. Do you have kind of a team that you work with um, as far as, you know, who would be responsible if state board to would walk into your pharmacy right now? Who would be those people that they would communicate with? And, and uh, what does that team look like at people's? So at our uh, pharmacy um, compounding central fill location, we have a team of managers. So specifically to the compounding area, we have a set of managers. In addition to our pharmacy area, we have a set of pharmacy managers. Um, they are ensuring each day that their teams are um, working to all of our duties are complete. That's open to close. Um, and then within our pharmacist, we have a pharmacist team that specifically works on formulas. Um, that team, um, we like to, to meet quarterly. However, uh, we've moved a lot of our communication to email, or even we use uh, Google chat. We have a formulation team. So a lot of times we put things off to the side or put them on the burner because there's always a fire being lit somewhere else. But to make sure that those thoughts don't get lost, we like to dump them into our um, Google chat so that we can revisit those and always make sure that um, we're just not forgetting these you know wonderful ideas that come in the middle of uh, your sometimes a chaotic workday. Um, so our formulation team, they uh, go through all the, you know, USP changes and the BUD changes and look at the formulas that we have and um, make sure that we're compliant or we're well, well documented within our formulations. Um, 
And then we also have a leadership team. And that's um, composed of our, again, our pharmacy managers, our lab managers, uh, our PIC, our lead compounding uh, pharmacist. And then we also have a a performance improvement coordinator as well. Um, I myself represent the quality assurance. So um, that's the piece that I represent on our team. And um, again, we would like to have quarterly or monthly meetings, but a lot of our meetings have turned into um, daily emails or weekly email check-ins. And uh, we just, I I think it's great that um, we all keep each other accountable. Uh, We're all um, adaptable to change. And I'm pretty blessed to work on a team that wants to improve and um, sees the letter of the law and um, wants to run with it and move in that direction. Um, and, you know, if it wasn't for the team that I have, I I, I couldn't do it alone for sure. Yeah, I love that. I love the, the kind of just interdisciplinary team that you have where it's it's everybody. It's the people working in the lab. It's the people working in the front. It's quality assurance. It's like you said, it's everybody has um, the desire to move the company forward to meet its mission, which is making sure that patients get the best care that they they need. So that's really awesome. It makes you feel good every day to go into work when you're, you know, working with that type of um, of team as well that that wants to move it forward. So congratulations. So awesome there. Um, so I'm just curious if you uh, had the opportunity to do it all over again and talk to that that college counselor, uh, would you still be doing what you're doing today? Do you love it? Do you, is there anything you'd want to change about it? I I definitely love the profession that I'm in. Um, it like I said, I think I I get bored easy, and compounding is you know there's really never a dull moment. And you know, USP is you know did change, and I think that we're going to see more change down the line. Um, but it's it's exciting that we just continually improve um, and the industry is improving. Um, you know, recently we've seen increased um, regulatory scru- scrutiny, emphasizing, you know, quality assurance and standardization in compounding practices. And I think now is the time to um, see where that change leads us and see how pharmacy technicians um, are more involved in day to day. Um, operations and develop their roles. Um, I'm also excited to see where pharmacy technicians, where their roles roles lead. Um, you know, P, PTCB, they're an organization that is working on developing pharmacy technicians. And I think they have a lot of certification programs that they're offering. And um, to see that program evolve and to see where the state boards and, you know, every state board adapts some of those certifications. I think that's another exciting time for um, pharmacy technicians as well. So there's one more thing that you mentioned that I'd love to touch on, and that's networking. I know uh, at events, you always take, uh, you know, advantage of every opportunity. And you mentioned being in part of uh, PCCA's concierge program, which truly is a networking program. But what has networking done for you, and and what do you recommend to your fellow colleagues as as far as networking and you know taking advantage of some of those opportunities to to share best practices and learn from each other? What does that networking look like for you? Networking with other pharmacy professionals has fostered um, valuable connections. It's provided insight to industry trends best practices. And, you know, for anyone else, I think that could lead to um, potential career opportunities. Um, It has allowed me to 
uh, you know, dial up, call a friend, uh, you know, run into any, that's really any situation because you uh, develop these relationships and, um, you know, PCCA's concierge program, I got to give a tribute to that. Um, I've developed some great and wonderful relationships in, in that program. You know, we meet monthly, but um, we also meet uh, once a year and uh, at our conference and um, you get to meet outside of your concierge group and uh, meet other members and, um, you know, hearing other professionals and their presentations has given, you know, me so many ideas. And, you know, again, being in the business for 20 years, it's like, what, what else is, what else is new? And um, I'm always pleasantly surprised, uh, you know, recently, um, you know, Bob Renzel, he gave a topic on uh, zombie bunnies and, you know, it, it's definitely inspired me to, you know, look at, you know, our, our vet while we do 30% of our business is vet. That's still a whole niche that we haven't tapped into. And um, I'm excited to bring, you know, something like that on at our pharmacy. So, um, you know, networking in that sense has um, given us, you know, you know, people's more opportunity to diversify our compounds, but also just expand what we're doing here. Um, so, so that's definitely a benefit, but I think it's really the relationships that you build and, um, that, that call a friend database that, you know, you're not alone. And, um, sometimes when you're thinking about even, you know, building a facility, you know, Hey, these are my do's and don'ts. And, you know, being able to call someone that's gone through that is, you know, it could save you a couple thousand. I'll tell you that, um, if you have that phone a friend, um, so I highly recommend anyone to, you know, break out of your shell and, <laughs> You know, sometimes that's easier said than done, but the, those relationships are definitely valuable. Yeah, I agree. I, I, you know, every single time when I was uh, a PCCA member and I'd come to a PCCA event or, or any event, you know, my state board of pharmacy or I'm sorry, my state pharmacy association show, any type of event that I went to always taking advantage of, you know, that opportunity to meet new people. I, I loved the term that you used phone a friend. And that's exactly what it is to have a network of people all across the country you know, that you can rely on and you can pick up the phone and say, Hey, I need help on this. Or what do you think about this problem? Or have you been through this? You know, uh, what right. kind of, kind of words of advice do you have? So that was always my favorite part of going to events is that networking opportunity. And I love watching you take advantage of all of that and, uh, you know, seeing you kind of flutter around our events and, and meet new people and stuff. So it's, it's pretty cool to watch. Um, if, if any of our listeners are, you know, aspiring, uh, compounding pharmacy technicians, what, what pieces of advice would you give to them? Uh, stay updated on industry advancements, uh, pursue relevant certification, um, seek hands-on experience, um, through, you know, different training programs, um, you know, PCCA seminars, uh, APC, um, networking with professionals and, you know, field, um, again, that can provide some insight, um, some of the best advice I was given was, you know, embrace a continuous learning mindset to adapt to evolving practices and technologies, um, just continuous education and, and staying up to date, like I said, with all the regulatory changes, FDA. Um, it might not be relevant to you, but just keeping up to date with um, what's changing. I think you're just ahead of, ahead of the curve. Yeah, I agree. I couldn't agree more. It's, it's that lifelong learner mindset for sure. So. Mm -hmm. Ashley, it's been fabulous to have you with us today. I hope our listeners uh, just love you as much as I do. Uh, it's a, it's an honor to call you a friend and a colleague. 
Um, but I just appreciate your time. I know you, you gave a lot of pearls today, and I know our listeners are going to enjoy this, this episode. So thank you for being with us. Well, thanks again for having me. Yeah, absolutely. And thank you guys for listening in. We will uh, catch you next time on Tech Talk, a mortar and pestle production. Have a great day, guys. Mm-hmm.